It's Cofield and Company. 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 Who puts y'all in charge of snack distribution? With Steve Cofield. Then I seen him. I seen Steve. And Adam Hill. Adam Hill is usually so fair, so reasonable. Uh, That's shocking to hear something like that from Adam Hill. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Five o'clock hours here. It's Cofield and Company. Adam Hill is the company. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. It's Cofield as we get you ready for a big football weekend in town, out of town. UNLV hosting Iowa State. Should be a big crowd for that one at Allegiant. Still waiting on some updates on the quarterback situation with the Rebels. Doug Brumfield hurt at the last game. Dinged up much of the week. We'll see what we, uh, we can get for you before the end of the show. And, of course, the Raiders are on the road against the Steelers, both teams after a uh, big opening win, upsets against some of the better teams in the AFC. So really looking forward to that one, although it is a a six-and-a-half-point spread at several books with the Raiders as the dogs on the road. Big Five time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. You are knee-deep in covering the Raiders. I know you love to cover the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know how much you're going to be doing that, you know, the end of 2021, but season is closer than you think, and some of the TV information is coming out, and it looks like the uh, that opening game there, uh, Kraken here against the Golden Knights, part of a doubleheader yeah. on October 12th, and the most exciting part of this is ESPN. Yeah, first... Uh... You know, first big welcome back, Golden Knights versus Kraken, big rivalry in the Pacific Division. Could be. Could be could be the start of big things uh, with the expansion team with the good name and colors and uniform against the one with the bad ones, but the success. Uh, that should be an interesting uh, rivalry that starts to form. And, um, yeah, I, I think the, you know, obviously a lot of interest in the Golden Knights uh, nationally. There has been the last couple of years, but. Uh, this year in particular with 12 nationally televised games, starting with that big ESPN one. There's a TNT schedule this year as well. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, hockey. Not like you see these huge numbers, and I just I was literally just looking down at the numbers from last night's game, which despite the matchup were fantastic. Nobody's watching the NFL anymore. But, no, I mean, you're not going to draw those kind of numbers with NHL, but – I think with ESPN and TNT and what we expect TNT to do with the broadcast, uh, there's definitely excitement. It's around so the much better than it used to be. It can't be worse than what, especially what NBC Sportsnet was doing down the stretch. Yeah, that opening, uh, that doubleheader will be the uh, Penguins against the Lightning at uh, 4.30 our time and then a 7 o'clock start here with the Kraken in town against the Golden Knights. And uh, Kraken actually uh, will play their first game on October 23rd. Vancouver, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. And... It looks like ESPN, ESPN Plus, Hulu, ABC will have 103 exclusive broadcasts, as they say it, and then over a thousand out-of-market games will be on ESPN Plus. I don't know how they'll configure this, but like I always say, um, with all this cord cutting, ESPN Plus is cool because you can actually go back and watch games. Yeah. I've I've mentioned, and I'm sure other people in the market have mentioned that finding the Knights games has not always been the easiest thing if you're a cord cutter. 
Sure. Yeah, I think it's, it's well, finding all games. I mean, don't you, I don't think you even have to just put it on the Golden Knights. Like, it, it's hard sometimes to find games. Well, but the, the but the Knights themselves, you have to basically you have to have a cable or a satellite package to find them easily. Sure. Otherwise, and that first round of the playoffs, I wanted to freaking break every TV in my house. You know. You have to go through that much effort to watch playoff games is insane and terrible for the sport and terrible for the Golden Knights. It's just shocking that you're at home and not at a bar. I can, can't believe it. I don't want to be at a bar for every single game. You know, it's funny. I was just I was just talking about uh, the other night on one of the podcasts we do, because we do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday podcasts. I was talking about uh, my insistence that I will not sign back up with the satellite company that holds the rights to the Sunday ticket. And I think that's going to change. Hopefully Amazon's going to get it. Um you know, we're then we're going through this whole thing about contracts and no contracts, and it, but the funny thing is, I have such a, I'm so dead set against signing up for satellite again. I in the end, I want to spend more money going to the bars to watch the games. Know, they, they, that company relaunched their, their, uh, their app, the streaming app. Well, they had a, wasn't it? Didn't they have like a Directv Now, and now it's like yeah. a Directv Stream? Yeah, they got rid of How it. Now there's a new one. I don't know, but Just I rebranded mean, it. It actually wasn't bad last time. I don't know why they got rid of it. I guess we weren't signing up for it, but it's actually not that bad. And it sounds like their sports tier is pretty good, so at least have to look into it. Oh no, yeah. you're gonna have nine different services you're paying. No, I mean I only have one main streaming service. I have a but I mean obviously I have all these other crazy things. Do you do Netflix? Yeah, Hulu. Netflix, I get with Hulu, uh, Disney, ESPN Plus combo. Netflix comes with uh, my phone. And that's the other thing. Then you get the packages. Then you don't know what you have with your different carriers. Oh, I had it. I had it yesterday. Apple TV. I, I had to I had to sign up for Apple TV for Ted Lasso, and then I was about to get rid of it because Ted Lasso is about to end the season. And then I just got into a new show on Apple TV. So, God, gotta do that. Now. I gotta keep that one. The new. I, the, I just yeah. I just found a new show on Apple. I know what it is. Come on. Right, but it, season two is just starting, so I'm, I got to catch up with season one. Uh, it's it, they, they always get you, and I this literally they. happened to me. Big TV. They they. It literally happened to me yesterday, though, because as, as as you were just referencing, a lot of those packages now come with different things. Yeah. So like my phone, when I signed up for my phone, uh, my new phone that I just got, they were like, "Oh, you you get Netflix free for a year." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well, I already pay for it, so like now if I cancel it, I'm it's cool. Like it's going to transfer over, or do I have to get a new account? to go with the phone it's worked right. so far but then i'm like i know i have hbo max free from something i don't know where from i don't know why i have it it might be that it comes with like amazon prime or something i don't know what it is i know i have it and then i went to log in yesterday like it's expired and i'm like do i set up for this directly or is it through somebody else i cannot remember I so i'm going through my emails and i'm like where do i where do who do i pay for HBO oh, the amount max? of the amount of passwords now Username and passwords are unreal. I got a new phone the other day, and I didn't even bother asking about any added things because these guys knew nothing. Of course not. The only thing they knew is that they were going to upsell some freaking new plugs and wires. Well, then, well, and then I ran. They were all fired up to do that, as I'm sure other people do. So, like, I have all these family members who use my Netflix Netflix password, and then when you get the free one, it's like, well, it's only two streams. You don't get the five that usually get four. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to life is out. Sucks. There's too many things you're, going you're right. on. That is, that, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's a disaster. Then it cuts down on the access. Yeah. Only two devices. What only a, two what accounts. A what a nightmare. Number four. I uh, made a friendly bet the other day with uh, Judge Dan. Dan Jacobs who comes on with us from oh, Denver. I was, I'm just going by. I'm annoyed. I watched four things, but they're all on diff- four different platforms. <laughs> I only watch four things. Can you all just can you get them on the same password or on the same platform, please? Number four. 
Judge Dan and I were arguing about the uh, Broncos and the Jaguars. By the way, speaking to and that, not this is not getting on Dan Jacobs, our buddy out of Denver, just radio at the fan. Speaking to people who don't gamble is infuriating because I saw some stuff today. Like someone tweeted out, they're like, "How could anyone bet the Colts?" Well, then it should be freaking Rams fifteen, shouldn't it? Right. Someone's betting them, of course, right? How could anyone bet the Jaguars against the Broncos? It, again, it would be minus 14 or 21. It's it's still six, okay? People bet dogs. Well, Week just, one doesn't mean you suck for the rest of the season. But also, again, not to, as you said, not to pick on, on Judge Dan, who, who we like, but when you don't, when you're not a better, you don't really get it. And I was in a little bit on the argument, too, where he was like, you think the Jaguars are going to beat the Broncos? I said, not necessarily, but I think they're going to keep it within a touchdown. Sure. Who cares about that? Are they going to win or lose? I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't see games that way. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I'm sorry. Isn't I it bad? We're, I almost said, like, who cares who wins? It doesn't. I, I'll <laughs> you, say it right but now. But you do. You do. But I'll, I'll say it right now. Who cares who wins? Yeah. It, it's who, again, it's who plays well. Isn't it's it weird? Fantasy. Last night, the football team won, and those of us who bet Washington were like, it's a loss. Disappointing, let down. They stink. But like, there's this point spread for a reason, right? When you yeah. when you debate a game with somebody, it's very easy to just say who's going to win the game in a lot of cases, right. especially in college. Is but in the NFL, it's easy to just kind of say sometimes who's going to win the game. It's who's going right. to cover is yeah. how you debate a game because that's what matters to most people when they're analyzing a game. Outside of Atlanta and Tampa, based on the way the season started, who would watch the Bucks and the Falcons? Right? It's a 13 point spread. I'm watching. Well, to go back to Jacksonville. Monday Night Football, the, I like the Lions and the Packers. I think the Packers will probably win. I, are they going to blow them out? I don't think so. They better win. I don't know. I'm a survivor. Uh, I, I, I would say that the like the Jaguars-Texans game last week, was when we were talking about the Jaguars, mm-hmm. there's like 30 people in the world that were watching that that didn't have some sort of rooting financial interest yeah. if they're not a fan of those teams. It's like betters – Fantasy players, the family of the players, <laughs> I guess fans of the team, although they're probably yep. watching other teams, and me for Tyrod. Like, that was it. Yes, me for Tyrod. Yeah, that was it. Let me get to what I was going to start with here, and that is uh, I did make a friendly bet on the the Jaguars winning, but I, I also bet them plus six. But now we're starting to see more and more of that. Well, it's not more and more. Now we're starting to see what you expected, which is yes. some dissension in the ranks already in Jacks with Urban Meyer. But that the veterans have completely had it with Urban Meyer already? Like, yeah, first of all, he was apparently managing preseason games like they were the Super Bowl, which the players were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is stupid. He also was berating assistant coaches for losing games in the preseason and what went wrong and not, not winning them. And I'm sure there are Urban Meyer apologists out there that are like, well, he cares about winning? That's a problem? Yeah, it is. Because he's you can't do that. It's the NFL. It's the pros. You're not – managing children anymore this is this is silly what he's trying to do and by the way he should leave for usc get out you're going to be a failure and a disaster so what are you doing and players have just apparently are are willing already to speak out and you know of course anonymous sources because you're not gonna put your name on it when you're playing for the team and get benched by this lunatic but yeah this this is going to be a problem what's more important that the players may not be getting along with urban meyer or this lady who visited Urban Meyer's house and sent out pictures. For us, the, the pictures. pictures. So apparently a morning news anchor goes and visits, uh, visits, visits, the uh, visits the home of uh, Shelly and Urban. Um, I would almost never take a picture of someone's house inside without really thinking it through before I posted sure. it. 
I don't I don't really want to post pictures of the, the slop fest that I live in. I, why did she send this out? You you knew this would go a bit viral. He's got a glass coffee t- uh, table that looks lovely. Why are there 22 pictures on it? There's 22 frame photos. They just move in? Well, I saw a... That's got to be it, right? They haven't put everything away yet? No. The glass coffee table with 22 frame pictures on it. Apparently, she actually said, Shelly actually said in the interview, like, oh, these are Urban's favorite photos. He handpicked them. And so you just crowd them all on a coffee table on top of each other? Yeah. For a photo op to make it look like you're actually a normal family. <laughs> Why does everything have to be sinister? Why can't they just be disorganized? No. No. This is completely staged. They're trying to look normal. There's Why also, not put them all over your bed and just do, go, I sleep you, with the pictures. Is, I the hug photo, them. is the photo that you have there also the one with the giant beach photo? That's so clearly staged. I don't know. I see one on the back is like a Carnival Cruise. Oh, there's four photos here. Uh, I don't know. Now we're doing we're doing photos on radio like yeah, we always do. It's good though. Well, I'll, I'll describe that there's a there's a giant photo like hanging above the fireplace. Yeah. Of what's supposed to be like a nice. Oh my god, nice that family, is horrendous. <laughs> right, a nice family beach day. Oh, it's so photoshopped that too. It's like a fake sunset in the background. So staged. Everyone's got like perfect shorts and beautiful shirts on. They're all holding each. Oh, it's that's terrible. It's I awful. miss that. But you, that's that's what I'm talking about. You notice <laughs> because I hate. Every time I post a picture, I always try to look in the background uh, to make sure there's nothing crazy. And and uh, what's his name? Bischoff kept catching me, and I wasn't doing anything. Every time I took a picture at Sam Boyd uh, near the sideline during UNLV football games, one of the cheerleaders is like holding her leg like above her head, stretching, <laughs> bending. Like in comp- I'm like, I swear to God, they're just random pictures. But if you post a picture, you got to look in the background. You know, people will look for every little thing in the photo. And I'm absolutely looking. And by the way, I will say that this is this has gone way over social media. People are obsessed with the beach photo. Yeah, because it's clearly designed to look like. Hey, look, they took a picture of our family on the beach having a good time. And it is so unbelievably staged, probably because they all hate each other. Who would like Urban Meyer? I don't care if you're in his family or not. He's horrific. Number three. What do you think of Patriots and Jets? That number's gone up. Jets have a chance to win this? By the way, Ari, book Urban Meyer. I don't know. I I don't don't (laughs) think so. I don't think so. I don't think the Jets have a chance to win this game, but the the Patriots did find a, like they did unbelichick things. They actually had a pretty decent offense. Uh, they played okay on defense, and they found a way to lose, which is exactly the opposite of what you would expect out of a Bill Belichick team. Imagine if the Patriots aren't very good for the next four years, five years. Well, he won't be there. And well, that, that's a that's an interesting point. And Brady does deliver on his oh. talk of playing until he's fifty. What a nightmare! And you know what? In a way, it's it would actually be. You know what? I'm going to say I I hope it happens. Okay. Yeah, because no, no, because you, when you're a Bills fan, myself, and Dolphins fans, we griped every year from the time the guy was like 35 years old. Like enough, enough. And you know who's going to have to deal with that? You know who's going to have to deal with the run going on forever? Patriots fans. And it's going to hurt them even more. Because if he's good until he's 50, that's going to sting. I don't care how good Mac Jones is. Right, but they've they've adopted the Bucks. I see this from Patriots fans all over the place. Like, we're, we're, we love the Pats and Brady. Okay. Oh, my God. That's, not, that's what they've that. done. You're not but that's what they're do doing. Like, they've, they've co-opted 
you know, him, which is, and I don't even, I don't even mention this to you. I don't know if you've seen it that Patriots fans are just attacking the new beat writer uh, that's that's covering the team now. Which Why? Is, well, because in the past he used to cover the Bills and would take shots at the Patriots, and now he went and deleted all the tweets, and they're like, answer yourself. Why were you saying these things? <laughs> we can't, we can't Shut proceed. Up. Shut up. Just so, so ridiculous. Number two. All right, Adam, let's talk about the Raiders roster first on the defensive side of the ball. Ngakwe is going to play? Gruden said he's leaning towards playing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe what Ngakwe had going on on his leg. It was like a rod taped. Like, there was just tape everywhere. There's braces things holding it in place it's a weird situation because i would say based on not not based on a quote but based on like body language and how he was answering the question early in the week it was very clear that gruden believed that ngakwe had a long-term injury and that he may be out a substantial portion of the season and they feared that it was going to be bad and then all of a sudden he's practicing wednesday but his i mean his leg looked like he'd been through war but I was like, okay, he's on the field. He got a limited session. Got a limited session Thursday and Friday. And then today, Gruden's like, he's incredibly tough. That's why he was named captain. He'll be out there. And I'm looking at him like, it, it doesn't look like it. But I think he's going to try to play through it. I do think I would say if you're a Raiders fan and you're excited about him playing, exercise some caution because I would not be shocked if he got hurt during the game. Ngakwe, uh, if he's only – say he's only out there for like a third of the time, right? No McCoy now. Who gets opportunities? Solomon Thomas will get some more, I would imagine. Um, rotating a little bit, I would think that Cleve Furrow would be active. I hope. <laughs> I, would, I would think so. I mean, he's got to seize this opportunity. Sure. He's one of their more versatile guys who can play inside and out. Yeah. And they've got injuries in both spots. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense that he would be out there. Uh, but it's – I mean, there's more injuries. Nassib's banged up. I mean, it looks like he's going to play, but he's, he's banged up. Um, you've got guys all over. Darius Phylon got hurt yesterday in practice. Uh, he was a non-participant today. He's listed as questionable. If you made me bet, I'd bet he's out. Um, I mean, you don't get hurt Thursday, don't practice Friday, and then trend in the right direction, I don't I don't think. Uh, so I would say questionable leading toward more doubtful. Uh, that's just my opinion. That's not, you know, anything from the team. Um, so there's, I mean, there's injuries all along the defensive line. Uh, and that unit was so good last week. Uh, it's rough to see that they're, they're kind of broken up and not, not able to kind of duplicate that performance. But... You know, Max Crosby was the leader, and he's still out there. So as long as he's there, I'm sure that they're, you know, ready to go into battle. Number one. All right, now the big question is on offense. So no Josh Jacobs. If you missed that, that came down around uh, noon today, 12:30. That Josh Jacobs is out for the game. Who gets more carries, Kenyon Drake or Peyton Barber? I mean, I think it's Drake, but Barber is going to be involved. Um, I do think it was it was interesting the way that John Gruden, you know, answered the question um, when he was asked, you know, well, I asked him, is Josh Jacobs playing? And he said, no, real short answer. Um, and then he was asked kind of about the opportunity for Kenyon Drake to step up and be the primary guy. And his exact answer was, it's a great opportunity for Peyton Barber. Now he went on to say, like what Barber does, they're excited to get him involved. Um, he's a veteran. He knows how to how to handle all situations. He can handle the ball. He can pass protect. You can do everything you need of him. Um, and then at the end of that answer, he said, Kenyon Drake always has a role. This doesn't really change much for him. So that doesn't mean – I think a lot of people took that to mean he's just going to be in the same role. I think it means it'll be expanded. 
But what he's saying is it's not an opportunity for him. He He's going to play every single game. I think he was more building up the fact that Drake's always going to be in the plans, not necessarily just this week. Coming back, we're going to talk about the guards. Both starting guards are out for this game against that very dangerous Steelers defensive front. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Let's see what we have here. Season opener against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Win at Steelers. We're going to show Big Ben what time it is. Win, 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 buy, win, Kansas City loss for them man win 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 17 and 0 one better than last year now back to Cofield and company in the finley toyota studio well last friday i was headed out of town a little early uh traveling to go see uh, the unlv arizona state game and i heard the interview you guys had with frank Caliendo. ridiculous ridiculous we had heard before the interview like hey you know he's kind of don't really like request him, you know, to do voices like, you know, on the fly. He doesn't want to do that. It's difficult. And then you guys didn't. And then he did like, it was like in and out of character 80 times. It was crazy. Well, then he thought I did, but I really, you no, know, you didn't. I really, well, you said, you it. said you weren't. And then he did the Seinfeld cast in like 20 seconds, which was crazy. That was Caliendo doing Gruden again. Do you, were you thinking today? I wish I was talking to Caliendo Gruden. Instead no, of John Gruden. No, I actually was was just thinking we need to get Caliendo to yell at me <laughs> as Gruden. Maybe that's a new thing we could do. <laughs> so what you're trying to you were trying to do a piece on Big Ben and how I guess what Big Ben can is can still play, but a lot of people have written him off. So how'd you pose the question to Gruden? I said, you know, Big Ben has been written off many times by many people over the years, but he still keeps finding a way to win. They started eleven oh last year. They won and I, like I was like right then he just Who's writing them off? Like everyone. Who wrote them off? I mean, write those names down. I like to know who wrote him off. I mean, really, who wrote them off? Who, why would you write them off? <laughs> uh, there's no better moment than those in press conferences. But like, because you feel like you're getting yelled at, but you're not really. He's just. I mean, I or maybe he doesn't like you. I, which what a shocker that would always be. Always me. Well, it's been you a couple of times. It's not always you. He's popped off on other people. Nah, what, what happened the last it? time he popped off? Well, what happened that time? Uh, he said, I'm not an idiot. Because I was asking about analytics. Oh, and I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so just so you know, folks, I, I think it has something to do with what you're writing. Uh, Adam, for the last four hours, have been has been putting together a list of people who've written off Big Ben. I knew, like, I knew the dogged determination would kick in, and you will have like forty-eight examples of people writing off Big Ben. Well, it starts with these Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> like, we basically told them take a pay cut or hit the bricks, right. which then Big Ben repurposed into, "Oh, I sacrificed money to help out TJ." What? No, you didn't. The Steelers were not bringing you back unless you took a major pay cut. Well, I remember a long time ago, uh, I think Chris Carter. I can't remember how long ago it was. Was just destroy today. It was today. Did he do it today? He was, yes. And he, he beat him crush, up? Crushing him. Uh, sure. Um, your guy, Mike Tannenbaum, uh, said just just before the season, he was like, they said, is this Roethlisberger's last season? And he said, last season? He's getting benched this year. No way he's finishing this season. Oh, wow. 
So it's tough to I find love, a list, John. Give real, me a real, list. Real tough. I, I believe you can hear me. It's it. We'd have to. Were you, have were to you ready to audio. fight back? And then you're like, uh, uh, uh. no. I I believe I said Steelers. Oh, you did. As he's talking, give me the list. The Steelers. <laughs> like it, they wrote him off themselves. What are you talking? Of course, people have written him off. Well, we're going to find out on Sunday if he can still play. I mean, uh, we know he can play. He didn't, he didn't have a the very whole, good game. The whole against... premise of the question. Well, I know. I, listen, I get it. You don't want to be like, yeah, he sucks. He's done. The whole uh, it was a softball. Was, to, it was a softball yes, to kiss his ass. Yes, I know. he's been written off time doing. and time again. Yet he keeps winning. Why? How's he doing it? Who's writing him off? Everyone is. What? Don't attack that part of the question. That was the obvious part of the question. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. We know it's going to be loud. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're ready for it. We practiced in the noise all week. And um, I know this, we've got to eliminate the false starts, the pre-step snap penalties. I don't care if we play at home or away. That was ridiculous last week. we got to play better. Now. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. In just a second, we're going to talk to uh, former Raiders tight end Andrew Glover, longtime NFL player. Adam, uh, fill us in on uh, what I teased uh, about six minutes ago. All right, so who's in a guard with both of the guards down for the Raiders? John Simpson will be on one side, and Jermaine Illuminor will be on the other side, uh, making – very quickly making uh making fans in the media room for sure uh he was i would say the the best uh guy at the podium we've had all year really uh, right up there with Joe McCoy who you know he's down and now Illuminor steps in okay he's awesome great story uh kid who's from England uh w- played rugby and soccer growing up kind of outgrew them and saw a football game on TV loved it Realized he didn't have anybody to talk to about football because nobody knew anything about football. <laughs> Convinced his parents to move to New Jersey. I know you'll be Hello. happy about that. Uh, said he got there and he's like, oh, I can go play football now. Put on the pads and he said, I sucked. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know how to play. Finished high school. No offers. Nobody wanted him. He, he was terrible. Went to a junior college and then uh, ended up, uh, you know, going on and, and being very successful. And now he's, you know, he's had about 12 starts in the NFL. Wow, what a story. Between, uh, Baltimore and New England. Uh, was cut twice in training camp this year by, by the Jaguars and the Dolphins. And uh, now is on the Raiders and actually had a pretty good game last week filling in. Holy cow. Uh, once Denzel Good got hurt. What so, a story. Yeah, cool cool story that he has and a very funny kid. Um, and, you know, John Gruden was talking about today. He said, he said you know, I, I know why people are fans of him. The kid is awesome. He's very engaged. But he's in there. And uh, John Simpson will be in there. And, uh, Colton Miller was great last week, and then you've got the uh, the two guys that need to step up, and Leatherwood and James, who didn't have great games. Last uh, let's week. talk some offensive line with a guy who played tight end, of course, part of the line for the Raiders for a long time, Andrew Glover. What's up with Cofield and company? How are you, sir? Hey, hey, guys, how you guys doing? We're good, man. It's a little crazy though. Like uh, the Raiders had this big win on Monday, and then all of a sudden the freaking injuries start hitting. It's a it's a real it's a weird time here. Uh, a lot of apprehension now with the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that big win only lasted for a day or two until we got to the realization that we had to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, we needed our whole army of talent, and now we're coming up short on that, so we got to have some, some fill-ins that's going to have to step up, step up big. 
How hard is it for young guys to have to fill these roles with almost no prep time, and especially against a team like the Steelers with great offensive linemen like uh, Hayward and Watt? Wow. Wow. They in, uh, they in for the time of their life. Uh, when they get it, the preparation process is key. I think watching a lot of films, knowing what you're going to face, and, and, and minimizing uh, your mistakes. If you can minimize your mistakes, then you give yourself an opportunity to, uh, to win that game. And uh, definitely, you definitely don't want to have turnovers, and you definitely don't want to allow uh, Watt to get loose and do uh, you know what uh, our defensive end did uh, to Baltimore last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Villanueva had a lot of trouble against Max Crosby. Looking back on your career, when you had a rough uh, game blocking as a tight end, uh, most of the time, was it a physical deal or was it a mental deal? I think it was a combination of both. Uh, whenever you uh, get beat uh, by a better athlete than you, then you have mental problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's something hard. And then you have to deal with your teammates. So uh, it didn't happen a lot, but I, I was my own worst critic. I looked in the mirror every day, and, and I was always trying to improve and get better. And whatever it took, if I had to stay at practice later, if I had to watch more film, if I had to stay in the weight room, whatever it took to get the adulation of the players that I was playing with and do my job because I knew I was being, I was under the gun and I was being watched. Everything uh, that I did was going to be on film and I was going to have to answer to it. The Raiders are going to win the game, obviously a couple of uh, backups filling in at guards. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, a rookie, coming off a kind of a tough debut last week. How much can the tight ends help? How much can you know can be put on their plate in terms of helping out a guy like Leatherwood on what? How, like, how much can you uh, you know pitch in, chip block, all the things you could do? Well, uh, considering the fact that our tight end is an all-world tight end, and we need him in the passing game as much as we need him to do be successful in the running game, you can chip a guy like that, and and you can game plan. Uh, you know, different uh, uh, strategy to have him, uh, uh, you know, get closer to that that tackle and that tight end side. And you could, you know, you can lead a tight end in, which uh, I'm not a big fan of for the Raiders, but you could also try to chip him and get him closer to that tackle on the way out. And you could also use the back to help as well. So if it's not the tight end, then you usually have a full back or a running back that will, you know, keep an eye on that guy and try to keep him in check. Yeah, they've also got Foster Moreau, of course, uh, who was very valuable uh, as a tight end in the, in the run game last week, uh, helping out to block. So we'll see how that goes. You, you mentioned Waller, though. Uh, obviously one of the most most talented tight ends in the league. Uh, he's incredible. He got 19 targets last week. Probably could have got more. He was open a lot. Uh, what is it like to watch a guy with, you know, that much ability and that much skill, also has that great of a story and is such a good guy, uh, what is it like watching that guy? Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm usually. I'm excited for the opportunities that he's getting because he brings a, a, a lot of attention to the position. And when he goes out and have that kind of uh, success, then uh, you know it's just validated for his height, for his speed, and his ability to run the routes and get open. Uh, you know, he's one one of the best at the, in doing that at, in the league right now. And I often try to translate on how it would have been if I would have had an opportunity to get 20 targets. I was just talking to one of my uh, fraternity brothers about how many targets he got last week. I didn't get those kind of targets in four games, uh, 20 total targets of five games. So 
I'm I'm not hating on him. I'm usually excited for him because that just shows you that that tight end position is a very important part of the game when I played, and is definitely a very important part of the game today. I know defenses have had a couple of years to try to prepare for him, and they still can't do much about it. But what do you expect defenses to try to do against him? You just got you got to double him. You got to bracket him, and usually that's going to leave somebody else open. Now, what, what you don't hear a lot is you could use him as a decoy, a supreme decoy, uh, because he garners so much attention. When he goes uh, running through uh, the, the zone or, uh, or you know, people are going to be attentive and they're going to follow him, usually more than one guy, because if you catch one guy one-on-one coverage, then you, uh, you, you play the percentages and give him an opportunity to make a play. But if two guys are on him, then you know somebody else has coverage and somebody else is usually open. It's just a matter of if you will have time to get to those guys and and find out where that weakness in the defense is at that particular time. Former Raider tight end Andrew, Andrew Glover's in with uh, Cofield and company. All right, so what do you think is going to happen in this game? Can the Raiders pull off the upset? We definitely can pull out the offset. I think we, we can score. I think with the defense uh, uh, show the propensity that to gut it out. And, and in the game, there was a close game uh, last week. And, uh, you know, they did a great job of uh, immobilizing uh, um, the quarterback for Baltimore, Jackson. And uh, they, they don't have that problem in Ben Roethlisberger. No. But I definitely think that, you know, we have an opportunity to, to do some things. I think we have to be more concerned about Pittsburgh's defense because I think that's the strength of their team. So if we can go out and execute, eliminate the turnovers, eliminate the bad plays and penalties, then we would definitely be in this game and have an opportunity to win it. When are you coming back out here for a game? I'll be back out there soon, probably by the end of the month. Uh, right. I've been, uh, you know, doing some uh, different things, and, and my kids are playing football, and I got a daughter who's playing volleyball as well. So I'm trying to navigate the waters and, and get to their games and still be in good standing with my family and then try to get out and uh, support the team as well. Yeah, that's the most important part. Don't get the family angry. No, not at all. I can coexist in both worlds, though. There you go. All right, well, uh, we'll look you up when you come out here. We appreciate the time. Thanks. Most definitely. I certainly appreciate the opportunity and look forward to seeing you guys when I come out west. There he is, Andrew Glover. Still big. Yeah. Great player. Love <laughs> we, saw, we saw him at Silver player. Sevens over the summer. We talked a lot of basketball, actually. Were you in that day? Uh, I don't think you were. No. Uh, he he started going back and talk, uh, talking about the Raiders having a barnstorming team, the L.A. Raiders having a barnstorming basketball team. Wow. And he was talking about they played at um, – why am I blanking on the name of the – is it is that, is that Kemper, the old arena in Kansas City? Yeah. Talking about playing the Chiefs and saying that he was like – he was just destroying Neil Smith. <laughs> and then he showed – he I, there was actually a video. He, I, you know what? I think he had the video on his phone. And he started showing me, and he was like, they're throwing alley-oops to him. He was, a, he was a good college basketball player. Great athlete, And he's too. like freaking 6'7". Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not he's surprising. He's throwing down dunks, like fast break dunks, alley-oops. I'm like, what, what is going on here? He's you, like, oh, we killed him. You're shocked at a professional athlete that's 6'7 well, and has that much athleticism? I don't know. Is, is Darren Waller like some big hooper? You never know. I would be willing to bet he's good. Adam, I'm telling you, when he showed the video, this was like legit. I mean, come on. He was, you know, he. I'm not saying, I don't know if he was on the same level. He, actually, it's probably better freaking Tony Gonzalez type guy and he's playing in you know barnstorming games against another NFL team like like I I mean my guess is that if they if they had a team now 
Ruggs would still be awesome. Ruggs was a really good high school really player high school and player. a ridiculous athlete. Not much, not much size, though. Did you see his dunking videos? Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> ridiculous. He's insane. It's too bad, man. We could never have that today. No, they wouldn't. No, with all the money, money on the line. Yeah, there's too much money involved. I would love to watch it. I'd love summer, like the, the NBA Summer League also has the NFL Summer League, which is basketball teams playing each other in the summer. I'd love to have that here. Uh, coming up, we're going to bang through a bunch of the NFL games. We'll get some leans and likes and a couple of looks at the college football board as there's a lot of good Pacific time zone action. I think the, there's some lines that are a bit off, but guess what? A lot of the games that I thought were off last week in the Pacific time zone, I was wrong on. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Don't forget to check us out on Sunday mornings. Cofield and Company crew is on the scene at the Westgate. 8 o'clock start. Sunday football preview show. Get all the late line developments, changes, and it changed a lot early last week. Uh, you can also get our plays of the week. Uh, you got to do better. Come on, Adam. What happened? I mean, I like I said, if you told me the Eagles were scoring 32. Eagles, Falcons, over 48. Falcons, nothing. Nothing. Of course, I also had the Bears plus eight and a half against the Rams as my best play, which I was feeling good about in the first half. Double down, took them plus uh, 14 and a half when they were down and couldn't even cover that. They lost, what, 34, 14. So. That's rough. One week, I'm, I'm already, my confidence is already destroyed. I'm is done. it? Yeah, finished. I'm guessing not. I'm guessing not. All right, around the National Football League, uh, we hit a couple of games, but I want to hit some more here. Uh, Minnesota and Arizona. Arizona's three and a half. <sighs> I, I don't like laying more than a field goal in this game. I still am kind of high on Minnesota. Uh, they didn't look like it last week. I, I thought they're defensive front was going to be much, much better after they got all the opt-outs back and that guy's back from injury. It wasn't. They got abused. Um, I figured they'll get abused in the run game again, especially Everson Griffin uh, had the that? terrible accident. He avoided a deer on his way to practice and uh, sounds like he's in bad shape and avoided actually much more serious injuries. It sounds like the car is destroyed. Uh, so, you know, best wishes in his recovery, but that's a tough blow for them. I, if I have to go anything, I guess... I'll take Minnesota, but I, I don't love it. Uh, Zimmer off a loss, thirty and fifteen career APS. Is it? Sure. I always wonder how these trends work. If you can actually apply them. Well, when they work out, you're like, hey, yeah, yeah I told you. If they don't, like, ah, oh, it's an old number. I'm taking the Titans plus six and a half against Seattle, without hesitation. Yeah, so am I. I mean, obviously, you look at last week, and this would be an easy Seattle bet. But I think you don't, you don't overreact to the first week. If you would have said. You can get six and a half of the Titans before week one. I would have jumped all over it. Um, one thing to watch with the Titans, the play calling was a disaster. An absolute and total disaster. In fact, uh, the analytics guys over at Pro Football Focus, uh, it broke their model. Because they have... Stop. they have broke. What does that mean? They have play calling built into their to their model. Oh, wow. And if you watch their... Uh, you, can, you can get on their dashboard during the game, and it updates win probability for the game. It also updates win probability for the season. And at one point, it dropped the Titans to last place in the AFC in the AFC South because they were like, oh, they had, they had to go fix the model because they had never seen play calling as bad as the Titans were going through. Uh, they need to fix that quickly. It's not good. Um, we'll, we'll see how much they can adjust, but I'm not I'm not loving Tennessee right now. 
Casey finally moved off three and a half to four at some places, including the Westgate, where John Murray told us yesterday, exclusively, after he told all other people, yeah. it was a joke, on Twitter, but uh, that the count for them on tickets was 35 to one for the Chiefs, and we never had moved much. It's still 87% of the tickets are on the Chiefs. It's weird. Everybody's betting the Chiefs, uh, and probably with good reason, you know, when when the whole discussion comes up of has the league figured out Lamar Jackson, I think it's all silly. Uh, but Lamar Jackson does have a kryptonite, and it's the Chiefs for whatever reason. He can't play against them. Uh, so I I would like to think that they feel a little bit better. But uh, you know, coming out of last week, so many people talked about the, the Raiders' defensive line. Not enough talked about how bad the, the Ravens' offensive line was. That's a mess. Villanueva now goes to the left side because sure. Ronnie Stanley's down and. So maybe he'll be better off there, but he wasn't good at right tackle. Maybe. it's it's It wasn't good. Uh, I'm worried about their offensive line. We'll see if they can bounce back. I got my two-team teaser in. Non-traditional, though. Six-point teaser. Houston plus 19 against Cleveland and the Falcons plus 19 against Tampa. <laughs> good luck. Why were you talking about? That's ugly. That's ugly. My, actually, I think Atlanta will compete. My worry is the Texans bounce back yeah. against the Browns and get, I mean, get blown off the field and don't and don't have the ability to. Sorry about you know the dig on by God, but don't have the ability to freaking play catch up. Uh, correct that. It's okay. a dig on MVP candidates, Tyra, after one week. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really bad spot for the Texans. First of all, I don't think the organization wants to win. I think they were a little freaked out by last week. Uh, I don't think they love that result. So who knows what you know what's going to be going on there. They have it's a weird it's such a weird team. It's it's a mess, but it's also a ton of veterans that are professionals. Um it, it's it's strange. But you know I love Cleveland. I, I think their organization is fantastic. They had some misfortune last week to to not win that game. I think they maybe take the frustrations out a little bit. College football, uh, I don't think Doug Brumfield is playing, but I also don't know what happened the last couple of days. Uh, Marcus Arroyo on the Marcus Arroyo radio show told us if he's not 100%, they'd uh, be seriously thinking about not putting him out there. They don't want to hurt him long term. So that means you could have a mix of Justin Rogers and Cameron Field, the true uh, true freshman, and the uh, high-profile transfer, Tate Martell oh. at, at quarterback. You're going to do that every time we mention Martell yeah. possibly getting in? Yeah. Uh, Iowa State is now 32 and a half. I mean, I, I know some very, very sharp people that love UNLV in this game. Uh, I, I mean, if they, I, this is a ridiculous if. If they play the way they did for two and a half quarters against Arizona State and if they replicate sure. the back end of the Eastern Washington game, yeah, they can they can compete and, you know, not get crushed by Iowa State. I'll also say. But if but if they if they're not doing any, if, you know, if, if nothing works at quarterback, I mean, this is not football genius time. It's going to be tough. This is, this is a tough road spot for UNLV. That's the other thing is it's probably going to be at, at least 50-50, if not 60-40 for Iowa State. <laughs> I, I told you. You heard you heard the discussion earlier with Ryan uh, Marklaw from Iowa State. said Iowa State fans are buying season tickets here because they were cheaper to buy the season tickets than get a really good seat at this game. Well, I, I'll also say I told you earlier I was out on the strip last night, which I'm not usually – Good lord! Really, they're everywhere Every, already. The shirts were everywhere. Oh man, it's crazy. Let's go. If you see Iowa State shirts, please. If you work on the strip, buckets are fifty bucks. I don't think there's that kind of dynamic. Twenty-four dollar shots. Price surge. They don't have a price surge for no. opposing fans. No. Bar Uber. Come on, serves the prices. Let's make the money back. 
It's going through a pandemic. These people, they have there's no limits. Smart. They're here to spend money. Get fired up. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, Ari.